Celtic are going to make another change. You're listening to The Substance on the Yellow Card Podcasting Network. Subsvention hosted by Stephen Brandt and former Sounders fan of the year at Duffy Alverson and brought to you in conjunction with Away Days Football, the makers of high-quality football-inspired clothing for the casual looking for something to wear to matches. Use code YELLOWCARD at checkout to get 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. And now, here's the guys. interesting as we went on air. Duffy just dropped. Well, that's going to make this a little bit more interesting. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's see here. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Uh, whatever reason, my phone decided to disconnect right as the start was going. Oh, crap. Yeah. What's going on? So I'm here. Like, no. Sorry about that. <laughs> like, need Duffy at least. Need Duffy. Oh my God. Anyway, it's a very windy day here in Buffalo, so um, we're going to talk no- to Noel from Aberdeen, America, about the about the team getting taken over or whatever by by the um Atlanta by the Atlanta United because that was one of those weird things. I mean. If we had a, if we would have had a show last, I think we, yeah, I canceled last week. If we had, if we would have had a show and not had one this week, I would have gone, fine, don't need it this, this one. But anyway, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. I'm gonna wait until, I'm gonna wait until we see Noel online. But we should, we should be having, we should be having fun with this. Anyway. Oh, yeah. um, so how are you doing out there in Seattle? I'm doing good. I uh, mean, though it's starting to get colder, starting to feel like fall. You know, it's like 37 degrees in the morning, which you know for you is like ah man, short sleeve weather, but not so much here. <laughs> so no, things are good. You know, indoor season starts on Friday, so I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, now that the Sounders uh, are taking their off season. So, hey, you can't ask for more than that. Uh, though the business meeting that I always try to go to, uh, this year it's conference call only just because the uh, MLS Cup and, and the parade kind of fouled up the time frame. So the only way we can do it is during the international break and some of our owners that suffer out of town. So instead of having it, they used to have it at like 90 or at uh, one of the other venues and, and fans can go. And I always try to go because I've been to every one but one. Hmm. Uh but uh, I can't this year because, you know, they, they – and they can't either, so they're just doing it by conference call. I mean, I'll watch it. So, uh, And I also have a have a, a holiday party uh, that same day, so it kind of worked out. So, you know, other than that, things are good. Um, you know, indoor season, like I said, they actually started last week, but the Stars home opener is Friday. So I'm excited for that. I don't know if you have watched indoor soccer, but if you haven't and you just have a team in your area – I highly recommend it. It's a nice game. It's fun. It's a little different from the outdoor game. So, and uh, highly recommended. And probably the tickets are very reasonable. So, 
there you go. That's my plug for the MASL. So yeah. and we'll, we'll, I'm not a we'll Facebook spokesman, but uh, not yet. But you can you can not they, yet. They, you wouldn't mind it. No, I'm I'm quite happy. Uh, I I will apply for the job if uh, it's offered. So yeah, exactly. So that that would make it much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would make it much easier, and you, you wouldn't you wouldn't mind it either way. So that that would go. I mean, it doesn't cost me to go. I already I already paid. I I bought a lifetime season ticket a few years ago. It was not not expensive. So so there you go. Now I uh, you know other than getting in the door, uh, I mean buying stuff when I'm there. Uh, tickets are already bought. You know, so uh, hopefully that works out for them. I don't you know if everybody buys. A lifetime season ticket, you know, other than they sell a lot of merch, uh, I, I don't see how they're going to make any money. But, uh, you know, for me, it was like, oh, that's too good of a deal. Even if I look at this, even if the team lasted, you know, just two seasons and went out of business, and they have, I mean, not any indication that's going to happen. That that team's pretty solid. Uh, I've already, I've already got my money's worth. So, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes that makes it easier. For, that makes it easier yeah. for for you on this. So anyway, um, yeah. And plus you don't really want to see it. You don't really want to see a team go under at this time, but Never. you know, we should, we should probably now that the off season is out, do more indoor league soccer. Cause I've been hit. I've had that in the back of my head for a bit is that there's enough of not even just you watching it now and probably have mm-hmm. been watching it since the heyday, but there's enough fans out there where you could, you could do, you could talk about yeah. the coma, the soccer's. I think Wichita's back too now. I think the uh, wings. They are... might be. I know. I know the or the, they're not. They're coming back. You know, Rochester Lancers. Uh, you know, Baltimore Blast. That's a you know. Uh, you know, the Blast of, or one and the Milwaukee Wave are iconic. They're they like the stars go way back and Kansas city scouts, they go way and soccer's for that matter, go way back to the, the glory days, you know, the eighties when like Precky was playing in the indoor. And, you know, I went as a high school kid or just out of high school. I think I was like 19. I went and saw the stars play at the Tacoma dome with Precky and, and uh, those guys. And Oh my God, that in those days, that was the heyday, you know, the Tacoma dome was packed, you know, yeah, you know, and you had you know guys like Preki had world class. You know Steve Zungle, you had world class you know players, and you know it's not quite there yet. But you have, I mean, Jermaine Jones plays indoors now. He plays for Ontario. Is I think it's going to be really stacked. They got the Tu brothers. These two the two brothers that played in Mexico. They're uh, I think they're Ghanaian or Cameroonian. I'm not sure which. Uh, my apologies to. Frank and his brother, if I got their nationalities wrong, but they are elite indoor players. You know, you know. I think uh, Frank was MVP two years ago. The Stars player coach Nick Barrero was MVP last year. Uh, and Jermaine Jones. I mean, I watched his like first or second game, and your first couple of shifts, he's like, ah, you know, maybe it's a. Uh, he's not quite there yet. By the end of that game, I mean, he took the indoor game like a duck to water. He was by the end of the game, he was one of the best players out there, and and, and uh, awesome to see up close. You know, you have my my uh, my visions of Jermaine Jones are always you know scoring that goal against Portugal in the World Cup or playing in MLS, but always at a distance. Seeing him play uh, in 
against the stars at the show where in Kent, you know, and I'm right on the boards and he's right there. I mean, awesome. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, and then Donovan, I mean, Donovan had his moments. He, he came into a stack team and, uh, you know, he was, he was a good player, but he was just a, just a good, good player. Not one of their, their go-to guys. You know, it's kind of like when Lamar Nagel signed with the stars, he signed late. So he was, yeah. you know, another guy who was just kind of a, on the bench, he didn't really have a chance to make an impact, which I think this year he signed for this year. You know, because it, it's an adjustment to play indoor. Because you know, uh, you know, you the the game's quick and fast, and you, you it's like hockey. You run, you take a break, you run, you know, shift change, and you know. So, but yeah, it's I love it. It's great, fun to watch. You know, just watch out for that ball. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm right on the boards, oh. and there's no glass where I'm at. There's no glass, so if they, if that, it's gonna hit me. So that's all right. Yep. Exactly, and that's that's probably what one of the things that makes it hard hard for hard on that is that you're you're see, you're seeing the ball come at you, and it's you don't want you don't want to get too cl- you don't want to get too close like that. So so, so anyway. I remember, Funny thing, last year there was a play. I'm watching the game, and there was a I swear it was a handball, and and uh, I it looked like a handball to me. It looked like the handball to everybody around me, and we're all having a fit. Hey, it's a handball, you know. And, and the ref's running by me, and I'm yelling at him. I mean, he's literally a foot away, and I'm just you and I'm yelling at him and yelling at him, not vulgar or anything, just yelling at him. When they had a timeout, he came over. It was explaining why he didn't call it. He goes, you know, the guy, my guy over there had a good view, and and he said no handball, so I just went with this call. And I'm, I was just like, all right, cool, you know. But for me, I was just like, he actually took the time to come over and explain it to me, like why hmm. he didn't make the call. Like this is why we didn't call it. Oh, all right, cool, fair enough. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, can't really argue with him there. I said, all right, that sure took the uh, took the wind out of the uh, out of the argument. All right, you know. He goes, hey, the guy was had, and he's the guy that he was talking about was right on top of the play. So, you know, all right, can't argue with you. Cool, but I just thought it was cool that he came and explained why they didn't call it. You know, all right, great, sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, that was my in, one of my indoor moments. Now, yeah. I ain't gonna oh, go yeah. on the field. I mean, it's great. Uh, it's great if you're just a fan. They let the fans come on the field after the game, hang out with the guys. So usually to the point where the uh, the arena personnel are trying to kick us out, like you got to get out of here, guys. You know we want to go home. All right. Yeah. And it's close. Literally, it's it's like two miles from my house. So yeah. Which, which makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah, which makes because I mean, and it seems like you've got a lot of. It's, it seems like you've got a lot of places to out there for a lot of games for your, to watch. Well, and I'm I'm really centrally located, so I'm like halfway between Seattle and Tacoma, so it's not a big deal, you know, the you know, and I'm not far from a uh, mass transit, so if I want to like go to the uh, Huskies or Seattle, U, you know, it's easy to take the train. You know, and and the light rail literally drops you off at Husky Stadium where the football team is, and then their soccer stadium is literally just you know around the corner. You know, all their little stadiums are right there: the baseball stadium, the the, the football stadium. 
Sox game. They're all right next to each other. So literally, you get off the you get off the train, the light rail, and you're right there. It's it's you know it's a five minute walk. So you know, so that's always nice. Exactly, and it's fun to be able to go to games too and and watch watch some good fun like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not being so mobile is that. I think when I get my bonus at the end of the month, one of the things I'm going to do is is going to I'm going to get a um, season ticket for um, FC Buffalo here in town because yeah. well, Nick and I are talking about some other stuff to help out. Oh, cool! With with the I team and so it's always a help to have a season ticket. And I've never bought myself in anything. And I'm forty really? at this point. So yeah, yeah. That's that, that's kind of where. I mean, then again, I mean, it's probably different from. We're at different points. In, you know, you're yeah. you're a young at your age. It's not like you're trying to retire anytime soon. No. But I mean, we're at different points. I'm still roughly. Now. No, I but, get it. Yeah, but I mean, reasonable. I mean, it, the card is. For for the season tickets, and I I was bonus at yeah. the end of the year. I was going to get two and like donate one for the pod, but I went now. Mm-hmm. Let's keep let's keep it going as is. So yeah, no, go as is, I but, get it. Yeah, it looks like I can't raise Noel. No, never knowing how people are lives are. I'm not going to hold that to him, but that's kind of mm. weird. I mean, as you were saying in the pre-show, Anna usually goes looking for yeah. looking south. I mean, but now, kind of a culture change there. I mean, Frank DeBoer is from Europe. Um, yeah. I think Darren is from um, Tottenham originally. Yeah. I could, I could see, to be honest with you, something like this where you park players from your in Scotland for a while because I mean Scottish League is good but it's have a great yeah you're not going to have a great income you're not going to have a great outcome from those type of players right (laughs) I never thought of it that way I was yes I was still Euro thinking of it the other way around like Aberdeen would want to park players at ATL but I think actually the way you say it might make more sense because I'm not you know you take uh, Rangers, or I mean, probably take Celtic out of the mix, and it's just, uh, you know, the Scottish Premier League. You know, I don't know how much better, if at all, it is than Major League Soccer, or maybe you know, because I mean, you see a lot of the guys that travel, you know, into England from Scotland. A lot of very rarely do they go directly to a Premier League team. A lot of times they end up going to a Championship team. So, you know. Uh, but I granted Celtic and Rangers are probably different. Maybe Rangers isn't quite up to the Rangers of old yet, you know. Uh, even though they got Steven Gerrard, but uh, I think for Atlanta that actually might be a good shout. Give them a a, a place kind of kind of like Leipzig and Red Bulls and you know or Salzburg and the whole Red Red Bull family. Or the the New York Football Group family, 
mm-hmm. maybe uh, it's like the double A family for Atlanta. And who knows what kind of other strategic plans they have. I mean, Aberdeen is not, you know, might not be the most glamorous club, but it does have a, a it does have a pedigree, and it's not, uh, it's it's probably the third team in Scotland or maybe the fourth. It depends on if you prefer Hearts or Aberdeen. Because I think Rangers and and Celtic are always one and two. And then maybe Hearts and Aberdeen or Hibs. But, uh, you know, Aberdeen has, has had success, you know. It's more, I think, than any other team in Scotland minus the top two. So, yeah. Uh, I think when you dig into it a little bit, it's like, ah, maybe it makes a little more sense, you know. And, um, you know, I don't think their owner is quite as uh, flush as uh, Arthur Blank, but, you know, I don't know. I don't even know anything about uh, their ownership group. I know know the tendency in Scotland is not to have ownership groups that seem to be flush with cash, uh, because I think all of those teams, even Celtic and Rangers, have had. I mean, Rangers' uh, financial problems are, are extremely well documented. But even Celtic, a few you know back in the day, had some issues that they managed to figure out. But you know, Hearts has had uh, financial. I mean, granted, you take it. Mo- most teams in the United Kingdom, uh, especially if they're not in the Premier League, have had issues, financial issues. Uh, that are kind of frightening if you think about it. You know, big clubs that are like on the verge of insolvency. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, I was curious. I'll say that when I saw the the article, I went, I, that is, "Wow, I don't even know where to go with that." <laughs> so I, I'd be curious to know what people in Atlanta think. So. Uh, yeah, that was that I, was the know, thing. Is I was going to reach out to G. Um, just a long story because. They do a yeah. lot of stuff. I know they do a lot of stuff with um, soccer down there. To yeah. Talk, to talk about it, because that, that's, I mean, they do it daily. I know. They, they're prolific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and I know Daryl and Taylor most of the time, but they have another couple. Um, well, they have Ryan Bailey, and I didn't know Ryan Bailey was in the States until like a, like a week. Because he, he's as British as Daryl is, and, but Daryl's been here since 05. Yeah. They're all, like, in the same area. I'm like, okay, the first tour stop for the book is going down to Richmond. Because I'm going down there to, to see those guys. There you go. So, yeah, because so, uh, speaking of Richmond, former uh, Seattle Sounders assistant coach, uh, Tacoma Star coach, former uh, Sounder A-League player, Darren Sawatsky is a uh, head coach at Richmond now. So yeah, I was, ex- I mean, Darren's a friend of mine. So I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see that because it's a big move. I mean, uh, if there's a bigger club in uh, under major league soccer, uh, just history wise in, in us soccer with the, ex- maybe Charleston, but Richmond is, I think, actually, I think Richmond is the oldest continuous running club in USA bar none. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we have some clubs that have more years, but they've been kind of – there's been some uh, hiatuses in between. But Richmond has been going since they started. So, uh, you know, I think league, moving down to League One was probably good for them because, uh, I, I mean, at once time they were owned by 
the youth association in Richmond. So um, and I don't ever want to see the kickers go away because that's that's you that's soccer history 101 in the USA. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, is it, the we have had di- we've had different pe- different teams go in and out, and it's mm-hmm. it's fortunate we're seeing such clubs come up. I mean, well, it's not really coming up. I mean, now now that the San- Sacramento Republic have finally gotten in, yeah. it's like, oh, they're coming, they're coming, and now it's finally like, all right, it's yours. Come on in. Yeah, you're coming in. The, you're in the next group. Oh, oh! I see his phone is being kind of weird. Okay, so that's that's just interesting. But well, I mean, I know right now. I mean, it's incredibly windy here in we. Ah, there he is. You know, I have a tendency to, to uh, touch my head when I'm talking, and the, I'm left-handed, and that's the side where my, my power button is for my headphones, my headset. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that twice. Oh, crap. So i got to keep my hands in my pockets. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I was my thumb hitting the button. I went, oh, crap, I did it again. So, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and other news, uh while we were waiting, did you see that uh, Jurgen Klinsmann is now the head coach of Erta Berlin? So maybe he's coaching his kid because, as far as I know, his kid's still uh, at Erta Berlin. So, uh, yeah, that kind of dropped today, I think it was. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, there's been so. a lot of different coaches coming in. Yeah. And still the weird one Jose Mourinho is at Tottenham right now. That just kind of yeah. like. Ponches I still don't out get that one. Like, Tuesday morning, we're up. Jose Mourinho's back. Like, yeah, I okay. mean, I feel bad for Pochettino because I think, uh, to be honest, I think Tottenham did him dirty a uh, little bit because, you know, he he coached them while they had no money, while they're building the new ground or, you know, they're doing all that and they don't have any money to, to buy players. And he keeps that team right at the at – the, Thick, uh, you know, second place. You know, they kept him in the top four Champions League final. So if anybody's built for me some currency that he could trade on, if the results aren't uh, doing going so well, it's him. You know, and now that they have, they can buy players or whatever. Uh, and they seems to be not working at the moment. So, but I I think he he earned the right to try to right the ship. Not to get uh, unceremoniously sacked, and you know, I could be, you know, I don't know if any how Tottenham fans feel about it. I thought he got done dirty, so uh, that's you know, hey, nothing against Marino if he took the job. So hey, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, he uh, he might actually do pretty well now that he's been out of the game for a little while and kind of you know rechart just relaxed because I think when he got left Man United, I think he needed a break if anybody did. So, uh, you know, and as, uh, as the Man United has shown now, I, that, that job 
looks almost looks really daunting just because for whatever reason it's just not working. You know, I love Ole Gunnar. He was one of my favorite players when he played back in the day. Uh, but I, I just think uh, Man United is a mess. So, you know, sorry, uh, people that love Man United, but they're a mess. And and personally, I love it. So, because I'm not a Man United yeah. fan, uh, I used to be, but I'm not anymore. So. And it's all cyclical, I remember, you know, but, yeah, they got to figure out if they want to be uh, the world's biggest, you know, uh, moneymaker or they want to be the world's best football club. Because I don't know, you can be both, but you have to pick one or the other. And when they were trying just to be the best club in the world, when Alex Ferguson was there, they were probably the most valuable team in the world because they won all the time. I mean, you can go buy that whatever 13-year bottle of scotch, uh, that's got the Man United logo that costs fifty bucks. Uh, yeah. So, if if you're so inclined, but uh, you know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. But ever since uh, he left, they have not uh, have not figured it out, not yet. So, and it, I mean, Liverpool fans to tell you, it takes a little while to find uh, a, a a new driver of the ship when you had an iconic manager leave. So you never want to be the guy who replaces the iconic manager. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the iconic manager. Uh, so, but I mean, you know, look how long it took Liverpool to get where they are now. You know, they had to yeah. have their moments. I mean, you've got, you've got to have your and moments. They were never horrible. Them. Yeah. Well, they, the were never... they were always good, but they were never great. You know, now they're yeah. great. Well, see, what you also got to realize is that um, there was the um, has done a bunch of little like snippets into um, like one off, like the 85 team winning in 77. And one of the shots they did was day after the the day after when Kenny actually walks in front of the kid walks in front into the press conference says, and says, I'm, I'm quitting. And they go mm-hmm. through all of that behind the scenes in what really happens. Yeah. Cause you got to remember, and you know, this as well as I am, the, the world is a little different at that time than it is mm-hmm. now. People don't have yeah. cell phones. The inner Al Gore hasn't invented the internet. <laughs> you don't have, you don't have as many, um, ri- you don't have as many news outlets at the time. No. And you also got to remember, as far as, and I know you've got English family, mm-hmm. Liverpool in that part of the area coming out of the eighties is a different place. And I'm not getting oh, political on this, but there were. Liverpool was hit over by a lot of while, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's all people had was either Tin yeah. or Liverpool. And Kenny had been there since the seventies, and it was yeah. one of them that he finally got to the end. Now there's like five. Yeah. There's a couple different stories we've heard. One is that obviously it was the pressure of keeping the team as good as it was. Doing, mm-hmm. Going through because this is a this is the same guy that had been at the Ibrox disaster. He'll so, and he's mm-hmm. 
in his 40s at that time. So there was yeah. a lot of problems. And we know Kenny was not that much of a drinker when he was, play, when he was playing. He, and he, he mentions in his book, he says, yeah, towards the end of my coach, coaching at Liverpool, I was an alcoholic. Yeah. He says, I was yeah. just straight alcoholic. The well, other thing, and the other thing we've also heard is that he wanted Alan Shearer at, at Liverpool. Yeah. Now, wow, imagine, God, can you imagine? Holy mackerel! Yeah. Imagine if they they pluck. Imagine if they pluck Alan Shear off of Southampton. Yeah. And Kenny never leaves. Yeah. Though Kenny has said other places he would have been gone by the mid nineties anyway. It says he was not gonna he was not gonna stay thirty forty years that he yeah. he was gonna eventually walk anyway. But yeah, if you play the tape out, he leaves, takes the six months off, walks mm-hmm. into Blackburn, and one of his first transfers is Alan Shear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surprise. <laughs> He goes and gets Alan yeah. Shear at Blackburn. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, I can imagine. I can imagine. Most of that is Alan Shear is a, is a striker. Kenny, what he was in the seventies and eighties, winning all yeah. those medals at Liverpool. I'm sure at that point Kenny could walk into it, ring up anybody, and go, "All right, you want to play for us?" Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's some credibility built up there. And in the Thatcher era, England was so much different, you know, I think, than the England that I was at, you know, last year. So, I mean, uh, so, yeah, it's – and it is a different world. You think about, you know, you had your traditional media, that's it. You know, your whatever paper, the local paper, local paper, local radio station, whatever. And that was it. But now – you know, you think about, especially soccer in, in, in this country, uh, you don't have a lot of the, the, the traditional media just because they're still, you know, whatever reason, you know, they, the old sports director is like, ah, I don't really care. Unless you're in those rare places where it gets some publicity. And even here, uh, where I live in Seattle, we don't, I mean, they, they get good coverage. The Sounders get good coverage, but they don't get you know, they don't get Seahawk coverage. No, I mean the grand in, in fairness to the, the local paper, when they were in the MLS Cup final, they, they got some, some cool big spreads in the paper, but you know uh it's not like uh you get three or four stories every day, you know, like you do with the Seahawks and with the Mariners and, and stuff like that. So so most of the, the soccer media is, you know, you get you know, websites, whatever, blogs, uh, what we do, you know, just people that want to talk about it, uh, which is cool, thank God, because it gives gives me something to do on Wednesday night, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, and it's just a different, and, but the nice thing is the league recognizes that and, you know, ex- gives gives us value and lets us do our thing and takes our, takes our, opinions seriously, you know, which in fact, I think then if you, somebody would have just went on, uh, I mean, now you literally could go on Facebook 
uh, put hit Facebook Live, and you could do a Facebook Live show about whatever you wanted, and just you could do it sitting at your sitting at your kitchen table, and there you go, showtime. Uh, I mean, it was never that easy before. Now, literally, it's you know, set your smartphone up, hit go live, and you're on. That's all it takes. So, which they didn't that didn't happen back in the day. So, you know, grant, but granted, you didn't have the pressure. I mean, you might have. I mean, in England, you have pressure anyway, but, you know, you don't have everybody, uh, you know, the traditional media and the rantings of, of various lunatics and other people uh, talking about your team. So, but, yeah. you know, it's fun. I'll give you that. It's yeah, fun. And, so. Yeah, and I mean, and we eventually did see, Kenny eventually did come back. He did do his last bit and kind of pretty much right the ship at that point because mm-hmm. if you remember when he gets the team after and I still don't know why Ray Hodgson got got that got that job. I get that Roy Hodgson was at Inter a couple times, but then again mm-hmm. a lot of managers have gone in and out the doors at Inter. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not saying much. It's like saying, "Oh, he's an ex-Real Madrid manager." There's a lot of those folks. <laughs> yeah, There's no, uh, Real Madrid and Inter Milan are not known for their patience. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's not working. We'll fire you. I, I just signed on. Yeah, that's okay. It's not working. So, yeah. Exactly. But, so yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's the weird thing. And part of it, what I have read, part of what I've read about that time with Liverpool is that they weren't given much of a shot. What what ideally I mean they what every what they wanted to do was give Ronnie Moran the job until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Graham Sonas said. Well someone yeah. leaked it and um Rangers said, All right, you gotta go now. You gotta go back down. And I don't think he was ready for I don't think he was ready for that. So I mean we see we see the type of manager Graham Sonas ended up. Oh, I mean, what a character though! What a character! I love, I love Sonas. Just, just the, you know, when he uh, was in Turkey, I think it went, I think he coached Fenerbahce or one of the big two, and when they won against either it's Galatasaray or Fenerbahce, I can't remember which team he actually coached, and he runs out to center field and plants the team's flag in the middle of their opponent's field and literally got a, almost got arrested for causing a riot because, you know, the, the the rival fans weren't having it. You know, chairs are getting ripped out. I mean, if you ever could go on YouTube, watch, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, you know, what if he was a character? Uh, you know, and oh, you don't yeah, see that, a lot of that anymore. So, but oh, yeah. we we have to mention it. Even just for a second, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit in the pre-show, but uh, uh, what do you think of the rebrand uh, and the new badge of the Chicago Fire? It's weird. It's weird. I gotta give. I gotta give it that at this point. It's it's weird. Yeah, that that's probably the nicest uh, one I've heard. I mean, there's a change. There's a uh, a change dot org or one of the uh, petitions uh, change dot org I think that yeah I signed it so 
that and mm-hmm. petition that logo. But for me, uh, a I don't know why you needed to change it, but okay. The SC, FC, uh, that stuff doesn't bother me. You can call yeah. it, you know, soccer club, uh, football club. Either your choice. I, I'm not. I'm not affected one way or another. I don't. I don't get all uh, indignant like uh, I'm an American. It's football or it's soccer. I, whatever you want to call it, I'm okay with. So, but uh, I don't know if they paid how much they paid a graphics designer or or whoever to come up with that badge, but that thing looks so amateur. It's almost like they just went to a uh, a local. Uh, Chicago Elementary School and said, here, kids, make us a badge, and we'll pick one. And that's one they picked. I mean, uh, it just looks, you know, I one of the things I saw on Twitter was uh, three clan, three clansmen in a lake, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, it just doesn't, I know it's supposed to be like City on Fire or something, but, you know, it looks like, like if uh, Real Salt Lake and Vancouver Whitecaps uh, got together and had a bastard son, it would be <laughs> that badge. You know, you know, literally, it looks like the white caps a little bit, you know, with the mountain, even though I don't know if there's a lot of mountains in Chicago. I've never been to Chicago, so. Uh, you, you would you would definitely like Chicago. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, very spread out. I mean, it's, it's exceedingly yeah, spread no, out. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, or, you know, and then and it's the colors of Real Salt Lake. So yeah. uh, I I just wanna know who made how much money they spent. And they said they sent it to a focus group. They did, they didn't do it in Chicago because I haven't heard very many uh positive I mean granted and I understand that Twitter uh ninety percent Twitter's you know, we're on Twitter so we think that Twitter is the is is all encompassing, but it's actually just a very small segment, I think, of population. Uh, but I, I just don't get it. And uh, for a team that you know needs to reconnect with its fan base, because it's been nothing but a battle between the fire front office and their supporters groups, you know for the last couple of years, almost to the point like we don't want you here. And their attitude with the with the controversy, you know, people are complaining about is it. like, yeah, we heard your we heard your complaints and we're we're going to go with it. So basically shut up cuz it's my team, we're going to do it my way. All right, fair enough. They just say that, you know. Okay. I mean, I granted their their new owner is a billionaire, so which is good because he's probably going to need all that money cuz I uh I just I can't see where they were going with that. I mean, because the old logo, and I get I get the TV show. If you if you Google Chicago Fire, you don't get the team, you get the show. But come on, okay, I get yeah, it. I get Unfortunate, it. but this Chicago Fire soccer, Google that, you know. But that badge, that's a cool the the original old fire symbol. That was a cool badge. It's one of my favorite uh, badges in MLS. Or be like, uh, you know, have the flag of Chicago, you know, with the red star. Yeah. Something that says more about Chicago's identity than uh, a bastardization of the Vancouver Real logo. So, yeah, that's my, my take. Yeah, I I thought it was a joke at first. I said, this can't be serious. 
you know, it's still a work in progress, I hope. You know, yeah. that's not a I team that's in awful. tune with its fan base. You know, because I remember going back when, uh, in 07, when they announced that, uh, well, 08, when they announced that the team was coming to Seattle in 09, and, uh, you know, they'd set up the website, and they released, uh, you know, a fan vote for Name the Team, and the three choices were Seattle FC, Seattle Alliance, and Seattle Republic. Those are the three choices. You know, Sounders weren't there, because I think, I don't know if it was uh, the owners wanted to go in another direction, or the league wanted them to go in another direction, but Sounders weren't an option. And there was a huge outcry. And then all of a sudden there was the three choices plus a write-in. You could write in your own. Uh, and then, you know, when they did the vote, the write-in won. There was like 75% of all the votes had some iteration of Seattle Sounders in the uh, in the vote. So they ended up going with, the will of the people. Because I remember when I, I went on that website nearly every day and would write reasons why it should be called Sounders. Because yeah. I remember, remember Fox Football phone in the old Fox Hockey oh, Channel yeah. show? Yeah. The, and, you, and I, uh, you know, and one of their guys was going, why would they want to name their team after a minor league team? And I'm thinking, because you obviously you didn't back your history up enough. I mean, you know, that was the team in Seattle. And and ultimately, you know, the, the will of the people was heard, and we got what we got. So, and we're everybody's happy now. So, but, you know, it's ultimately you can own the team, but if it's you still want people to come, you know, and you have to kind of do something for your supporters at some point. So, you know, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe uh, being in Chicago will be good. And I've, granted, if the team starts playing well, you can have blank shirts that just say Adidas on it, and people probably go. So I, I can't oh. see a lot of I can't see a lot of uh, uh, new shirts flying off the shelves. But you know, I know when they uh, when the Sounders changed sponsorship, people weren't vowed never to buy a Zoo Lily shirt, and I saw plenty of those in the stands. Yeah. So you know, nothing like winning an MLS Cup to to soothe all those things. So uh, or two. Chicago comes out of the gate doing well. A lot of that uh vitriol might change. But if they struggle and they don't have a coach right now, they fired their coach, so uh who knows? I just think that team's a mess. Let's just put it oh, that way. Yeah. That's what that's what what's what they want, but the that's there. Well it looks like we've gotten to the forty five minute mark and um Noel is nowhere I'm sure I'll hear from them this week, but anyway, you know what? I'm going to sign out for this week. We'll we'll talk it is, next it week. It's Thanksgiving sure. Eve, so yeah. You know. It's it's to have it's to have some fun. So I'm going to let you guys. I'm go. I'm sure he's got a place to go where he can go and well, he's got to work <laughs> tomorrow because you know Duffy always works. So uh, it's it's easy money tomorrow. It's uh, it's double time. <laughs> You know, I, I volunteer to work these kind of days. It's not, you know, it's not busy. I'll make my turkey dinners. I'll cook my 12 turkeys tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll be fun. So, yeah. Well, you you and then I'll go eat yeah. eat my own turkey Thanksgiving dinner in the afternoon. I'm not cooking that one, though. I only oh, cook God, when no. I'm getting paid to do it. Yeah. So, my sister's that's on gonna the be a, for that's that That's going to be annoying at Thanksgiving being a cook and. Well, 
Uh, I do get the. Uh, uh, can you come check this out and make sure it's done? Uh, sure. My dad used to do that to me a lot. So can you uh, yeah. check see if that's done? Yeah, sure. No problem. Or uh, oh, yeah. when I go to my Dad's sister, we always have uh, prime ribs. So we generally have prime ribs. So I'm all excited to go because I don't ever make prime rib here. Uh, but my job, can you pour the ice into the containers because you're really good at that without spilling? Uh, all right, sure. I mean, I don't mind. But yeah. uh, ultimately, I want to find a seat and sit and talk to the to the people I only see a couple of times a year. So, you know, that's see, what I that, want to yeah. do. That's that's good. Well, anyway, we will talk to you guys next <laughs> week, and I'm sure we'll have I'm sure we'll all have fun over this weekend. Anyway, it's been oh yeah, have a good time. Be safe. You know, uh, happy and Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll talk next week, everybody. All right, sounds good.